Hello everyone, and welcome to the 13th episode of The Untamed Rant. I am The Untamed Scribe, and as always, with me is the new and improved Mr. Crowley. Hello. <laughs> In this episode, we're going to be talking about Fae and the Feywild. Yes. Get excited, everybody. So excited. So, to start, I just want to generalize by saying Fae and Fae creatures and and fairies have always been a big part of culture in general. Huh. Uh, from Shakespeare, mythology, fairy tales, movies, TV, you know, art, folklore, yes. and even now to include D and D and games of such nature. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think it only fair that we maybe start to talk about some of the creatures and fey beings within the fey wild, within D and D, and specifically fifth edition. Yeah. I don't think we'll really go into much more. Than nah. That. No. <laughs> there's a, there's plenty. To talk oh yeah, about. plenty. But we don't have time for that. <laughs> if you say so, Captain. <laughs> Um, I think one of the first ones that probably comes to mind for anybody is a sprite. Yes. Just because it's... And or the pixie. Yes. And or the pixie. And or. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and or. Just keep I, and or. I lost it. <laughs> There's a few small ones. Third edition had like five of them. Yeah. Glass dig? No, not glass dig. Was it glass dig? I don't know. There's a cricket one. Dope. Super dope. It's like a centaur, <laughs> but with a cricket body. Oh, like that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, see? Oh, is it like small though? We're getting all yeah. off track, but well, that's why I was like, and it's all little ones: pixie, <laughs> spray, plastic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. brownie. Oh, brownies! You know the ones that are like less than a foot tall. <laughs> um. So yeah. So one of the ones that first comes to mind, we're going to start with Sprite. Yes. And just because it is one of the uh, first ones that does come to mind when you think of fae and or fae creatures. Agreed. Um, the sprite itself, um, generally, they protect their forests. Crazy. No way! <laughs> They're scary. They are. They're poison brewers. They're nasty little assholes. <laughs> I don't think people use sprites enough. No. No, they don't. Well, not as they could be. It's like... I guess sprites show up, but I would always be afraid of a swarm of tiny, magical, rapier-wielding bees, essentially. Like, exactly. Stab, 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 stab. Really quickly, in terms of, like, sprites and pixies, I have to say this now so that I don't forget. Sprites or pixies, best example I can give, and unfortunately it's a literary example. Have you read that that particular scene yet in the um, uh, Kim Harrison books? Maybe. There's a there's a war <laughs> between pixies and uh, fairies, and it's fucking intense, <laughs> and people get caught in the crossfire, okay. and it is not something you want to fuck no. with. See, because they only they do what one HP, one damage, right? This yeah, one slashing what? damage. Yep, they're tiny. Mm-hmm. One person could be surrounded by two dozen of them. They um, can fly. Like, okay. They're, they're quick. Yeah, right? Like, okay, so they only deal one damage, but you can be taking, like, 40 points of damage around as they just... <laughs> right? Death by a thousand cuts. Blood everywhere. Yeah, that's some scary shit. Yeah, sl- bleed out. <laughs> and not only that, but, you know, poison on top of that, so, haha, right? I've escaped. Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm dying. <laughs> right? How many times did you get hit? <gasps> know what I mean? Um, in terms of D&D 5th edition, though, it does say for sprite specifics, uh, they're heart seers, so they can sense whether a creature is good or evil by the sound and feeling of its beating heart. Not creepy at all. It's a little creepy. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> it's a little creepy. <laughs> um, they do their best to swart, uh, or thwart, excuse me, swart. <laughs> Making up is that words. Swording with a sword. <laughs> yes, yes, it is a little. Uh, like, look at that sword. Do you see that piece? Like that fucking sprite negotiations. <laughs> um, they do the rest to uh, thwart the evil archfey whenever possible. Because mm. hey, they're little. They're little assholes. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they. They they what? <laughs> they're dark. <laughs> Um, potentially all, malicious. <laughs> potentially malicious. 
Um, and the other thing that it does say in terms of Sprite for difference from a pixie is that they don't they don't like really indulge in merriment or fun. They're yeah, not about that. <laughs> they're, they're the um, the the brooding angsty. Yeah, they're warriors. Tiny yeah, judges. You judging mm. bastards. Stop having fun. <laughs> um. Yeah. They're like the grumpy Vulcan of Faye. That's true. You know what? That's yeah. a good... Yeah. <laughs> Can you do that one more time? No. <laughs> God, damn it. Um, yeah, have to listen to the episode. <laughs> over and over yep. and over again in that one spot. Yeah. Um, and uh, another cool little feature to them, if you're running a campaign and you want to use them, they have the ability to go invisible, which is pretty dope, like Swarm. And then invisible. Because they weren't hard yeah, enough fucks. to see already. <laughs> yeah. That's just not cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, unlike the sprite, the pixie, still a tiny fae, uh, yes. also still, um, only really, in terms of, like, a physical attack, one. But, they get magic and spell casting. Yeah, I mean, why not? And, you know, superior invisibility, because fuck sprites, right? <laughs> of course... This is still just the base stats, so... Exactly. Like, you know, give her a few levels in Sorcerer, and... Yeah, that's not a pixie you want to fuck with. <laughs> um, Ooh, Archfey Warlock Pixie. You dead. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, another thing... Oh my god, imagine a dozen of those, just like right here. Eldritch Bolt. Yeah. Like, you can only fit, like, seven, eight people around a person, but, like, pixies, you can fit, like, 50 of them, and just all exactly. just both at once, you're dead. Uh, um, so, pixies, ultimately, um, they feel like they're more tricksters than anything. They're mischievous. Yeah. Mischievous. Mischievous. However you like to pronounce that critters. word. Um... They really enjoy playing pranks. Who doesn't? I mean, you know, riddles, things of that nature. Mm. Um, they definitely, when they want to be seen, and they have to choose to be seen according to 5th edition D&D, because, you do. know, they're pixies. Um, <laughs> when they're flying and they're visible... They shower uh, pixie dust, so um, it's said to grant the power of flight, and... Peter um, Pan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <clears throat> just just <clears throat> saying, <laughs> yes. may or may not be happening with one, of the, with one of the characters in a game I'm running, he may have come across some pixie dust, and it's having problems. <laughs> having problems. <laughs> like, straight up addicted to pixie dust. <laughs> You got issues, bro. <laughs> Who needs to make problems when your players will do it for you? <laughs> exactly. I I like it. <laughs> um, they like to spy too. Uh, they're not just all about you know How are you gonna be tricking good, people. Exactly. How are you going to be a good trickster if you don't know what you're getting yourself into? You know, it's just it's a good call. Um. Typically, just for their spell casting, um, for 5th edition, but you can always tweak any of this, as we've always mentioned. Do what you want. Do what you feel. Uh, charisma. Charisma-based. Pixie Paladin. <gasps> oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yes. All riding giant battle dragonflies. Yeah, I was going to bring up the dragonflies. Dope. That'd be amazing. I need to hold on. You gotta make a note. <laughs> make sure you write that one down too. It's pretty much gold. <laughs> um, and because they have, you know, spell casting, they do have magic resistance. I think it'd be cool. This, you know, for the pixie and for the um, sprite, their HP is real low. I mean, well, if you get a swarm, I get it. But I mean, if you're if you wanted to, you could buff it up a little. Well, I mean, so like. It's the thing you got to keep in mind with D&D is that the mechanics are mathematically based on our size. 
Exactly. So HP is representative of like how much you can take. It's bigger than us. It can take a lot more than we can of our size weapons. Yeah. If it's smaller than us, it can take a lot less. I mean, if it's one like, DC, I get like slapping it into a wall. Almost, but if, you know what well, I mean? Well, yeah. The thing is, so say you wanted to do some crazy uh, Mario level where everything's giant size. <laughs> I would. I totally you know, would. so you get pixies who are human-sized. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you get cats that are like dragons, but that's a whole different story. The pixies <laughs> would have comparative HP to what a human does at that point. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I'm pretty sure if you look at, like, a commoner at the back of that book, they also only have, like, 2 HP. Oh, yeah. Common folks do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... Basically, when you start a D&D campaign... As a player, you should know that you're pretty much already a god because you have you're way more god, HP like, you know, than a common person. You know how to take a hit. But that's the thing. Like, a commoner's just some... like, ah, sword! It, my there, head's gone. There was, there was a guy one time, <laughs> Jack, who played a guy who got in a bar fight and decided that he was going to stab that's the common true. man... And he killed him outright because he didn't realize that he was that much weaker than him. Yeah, that's true. So... He did get into a bar fight in Barovia. There you go. Yeah. I mean, also Barovia, but still. <laughs> well, it was just a normal guy. Exactly. He's like, I'm going to solve this the barbarian way. He didn't even stab him. He just punched him Oh, to he death. did? Oh, see, I spent so long. Yeah, he rage-punched him is the problem. See, there you go. He caved his skull oh, in. I rolled a con save to see if he survived. He did not. <laughs> Definitely a no. <laughs> and then, you know, got another character killed because of it, another player character killed because of it. You know, it's, it's, everyone dies in Barovia. I mean, again, see Barovia. <laughs> I have a kill count. Uh, yeah, that's not Only for Barovia, though. Uh, yeah, but rightfully so for Barovia. Anyways, um, Seder. Uh, Seder's interesting. Seder's, like, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um. Chaotic neutral, as it were. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes they're like, oh, Seder's are evil, and other times they're like, oh, no, they're just tricksters with pipes. Yeah, right? Um. I think they run the gamut. I think so, too. I, like, I mean, they're, like, half-goat people who have a penchant for drinking. If, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> um, they do have, uh, with their pipes, you know, pipes are considered yeah. magical. They can charm and things of that yeah. nature. Yeah, they Pied Piper that shit. Hell yeah. Oh, in terms the of... The Pied Piper was a satyr. We figured it out. Yep, that's it. That's all she wrote. <laughs> Our work here's done. Mystery Podcast solved. over. We solved one old children's tale. <laughs> Pied Piper didn't have magic flute. He was a satyr. Done. Nailed it. Totally believable. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't change the story no, at all. No, doesn't. <laughs> um, he, uh, other than that, in terms of attacks for, like, a... You know, in terms of the book goes, he can ram people because, you know, he's got some fucking horns. Yeah, that's a special attack. Yep, he can ram. Yeah, like, he's uh, got a short sword and a short bow, other than that. So, you know, he's kind of a bad He's filled. Kind of a yeah, he's totally filled! <laughs> Hercules! <laughs> that's what I picture. <laughs> like, when I see Seder. I do too, though. It's just Phil, like, you know. Also, if you've never seen go- the animated Hercules, you need to get on that. <laughs> who, who did Phil? That was, was that Danny DeVito. Vito. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. just Danny DeVito with goat legs and horns. Oh, it's so good! And a bottle of wine. I mean, is it? That should be all your satyrs in every campaign. Rule number ninety-eight: aim. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, getting off topic, <laughs> but yes, satyr is Phil. <laughs> I feel like maybe that's the only satyr that should be, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, one that you mentioned, which I've actually never really looked into much, mm. to be honest, uh, for Morian. Fourth edition had a lot on. Just, I mean, never something I really came across, or, you know. 
Good. Okay, I'm gonna I mean, public service announcement. But the scope of D and D, you know, there's always gonna be yeah. the something. <laughs> right. Public service announcement slash shameless for e plug. Mm. Get the monster manuals, if nothing else. I don't care how much you think you hate fourth edition. Get the monster manuals. Yeah, they're good. They have a lot. They specifically put lore in there. Fifth edition did it too, but like, I don't know. It was better than third edition. Third edition was True. just kind of like. Boom! Here's some like physical stats, like height and weight and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, they also do these weird things, which has to do with this weird aspect of their society." The end. <laughs> well, fourth edition had like a little entry that was designed to be read to a player, mm-hmm. as well as a larger entry for the DM and sidebars for other cool things. So, yeah. I don't know. I think. They learned a lot from 4th edition, and you should buy the 4th edition monster manuals. Also, really cool powers in there that you can steal to make your... Deep breath. Campaign's more interesting. (laughs) Um, So for those of you who don't know what a Fomorian is, because I ultimately didn't know about it until just now, which is fine. Uh, They are considered part of the giant race. However... Uh, they have a fake curse on them, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, they're, and they're super hideous yeah, they're and e- gross. They're evil, ugly, deformed purple giants with yeah. one large eye, and they have the magical evil eye ability. Yeah. And um, ultimately what it boils down to in terms of the curse was that um, the Fremorians, uh were among the most handsome of races, and they did possess... Uh, they had brilliant minds and um, a great magical ability. And then... Uh, but because the uh, Fomorians sought to conquer the Feywild because their hearts were not pure, basically they just had a lust for magic and power. Because, you know, why not? Yeah, you know, even Fey have to obey Fey rules. Yeah. Uh, so the Fomorians uh, were trying to conquer the Feywild so, and enslave all the inhabitants. Yeah. No big deal. I'm sure the other fey lords and ladies of both courts did not take kindly to that. No, no. So, um, they, the fey basically, you know, defended their realm. Dear. And, um, so the Fomorians were subjected to a terrible curse. And so the giants fell, and their bodies were warped to reflect the evil in their hearts, which is why they look so fucking heinous. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> Damn. Rude. Um, and, like, stripped of their grace, their magical yeah. power. Um, I mean, that's like one god trying to take the power of all the other gods. Yeah. Like, Bama and Tiamat might work together against something like that. It's just a bad choice. Yeah. You don't piss off everybody unless they're already dead. Like For real. Yeah. You know, it's just not a good call. Obviously, <laughs> they didn't plan well. No. So, because of that, uh, they stick to uh, the depths of the world. They don't like the light anymore. <laughs> and uh, they uh, they continuously try to plot revenge true. Uh, against the Fae. Same. Because they wrong them, you know? I mean, but they're gross. <laughs> but they're gross. Rude. I mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> if you get a chance to look up what they look like in the 5th uh, edition Monster Manual, totally do. Because... They're they're pretty nasty looking. Uh, it's not a joke. <laughs> That's true. Um, and according to this, uh, Underdark is kind of pretty much where they where they hang. The Fey Underdark. Yes. So the Underfey. Mm-hmm. The Fey Dark. Mm. Why not both? <laughs> I don't know. Pick one. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Are those all the ones you have marked off? Uh, yes. So, I mean, I, I in terms of in terms of the Monster Manual, those are the four that I really wanted to mention. Obviously, there are many more, and, I have, I have you know, the few that you will mention now. I think, well, some of them are in that book, but they're not Fey in 5th edition. Okay. Also, at least one of them I know is in Volo's Guide. Ah, Volo's Guide. Although I don't like that version. No? But we'll get to that. Okay. No, I like Volo's Guide, not oh, this specific oh. monster. So, in the Monster Manual, two that I think are need to be tied to the Fae. The Will-O-Wisp. Yes. I, I, for so I, many reasons. When we were going over this, yeah. just FYI, I, I looked at it and I was like, oh yeah, that's one. And you were like, no, not yeah. in fifth. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, and I've 
Basically, they need to be weird trickster fae. Yes. That get I people lost in the woods and they end up in the Feywild on accident. Whoops! <laughs> um, I wrote a sorry, lot about the different sorry. types of will-o'-wisps in the Libris Monstrum on the blog. So look at that for all, like, ones from Mexico, ones from all kinds of places, so. Definitely check that out. But they definitely need to be, like, unsealy, like, basically, exactly what they are, like, glowing lanterns to lead people astray yeah. and into the Feywild. Yep. But, like, in 5th edition and 3rd edition and 4th edition, whatever other edition, they're always, like, undead or aberrant or some other weird creature that, like, leads you into the swamp and then just, like, Drowns you and sucks out your life force. Nah. No. I don't, I don't dig that. I think you could use lots of different ones. I definitely agree that Will of the West should be. Also, Banshee. And I'm pretty sure in 4th edition, Banshee were actually specifically... Maybe it's 5th edition. I don't remember. They're specifically uh, ghost elves. Hmm. Because and because elves tend to be vain. Banshees are vanity. I mean, yes. But I think that whole vanity thing links to the Feywild very well. Um, I would agree with that, totally. And Banshees in um, classic mythology, I don't think they're technically ghosts. And the whole vanity thing didn't have to do with their original lives. I think they're just... They're they're a people from uh, the other world. Um, I'm going to butcher... The pronunciation, but Tirnanug. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Who else are good fae that we always like to see? Um, Spriggans. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, because they're like tiny little angry people, and then they turn <laughs> into big brutish things. Tiny temporarily. It's people. Like, it's like a fae wear giant. <laughs> um, I really don't think that there's... I mean, the first time that I came across it was when we played Monster of the Week. What, a Spriggan? No, Red, Red Caps. Yeah, that was going to be the next one I mentioned. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean that. Volo's guy, don't like them. Cut it off. Why? Yeah, they're just, they're not mean enough. They're like, oh, we got big boots and we can kick people over. What? Yeah, they're not cool. But 4th edition... doesn't sound cool, though. Because the way 4th edition does it, they have, like, everything like that has multiple... Stat blocks, so you got like yeah. a, the leader one and a brute one, and that's perfect. And I like seen... the image in fourth edition because they like got sharp teeth, and they're like somewhere halfway between goblin and gnome, and they just look like vicious little things with blood red caps. That's perfect. I see, like red caps. See, I ran across it in Monster of the uh, Monster of the Week, mm-hmm. and I love them. And I'm glad that they're in fourth, because now I can just take that and use it for my mm-hmm. for my bidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Twist it and bend it to my will. Uh, what else? Uh, not in fifth edition, for art reasons, mostly, as far as I know. Oh, okay. Which is kind of silly, because I'm sure they could have come up with art, but I, I don't know. That is a topic for a different discussion. <laughs> but nymphs and dryads. Mm-hmm. Which are classically depicted very naked. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons it Again. was in 5th edition. They could have done it without making them naked. I don't know why they didn't. But also, sure. I guess they're they're female-only things. But that, just change it. Make mm-hmm. male druids, whatever. Um, druids, again, dryads. Again, if you've never watched it, I apologize. But Phil, he chased some nymphs. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And they turn but, into, like, trees and stuff. Um, those are fun because, and hell, go make a male version or, you know, whatever the player character you're trying to fuck with is attracted to. <laughs> make that version of a nymph or a dryad and, well, you got some trouble. Because <laughs> they might fall for the charms without the magic. That's true. Um, what else? I think that's all I can think of off the top of my head. For sprites. Another fae. And then, of course, gnomes. Yeah. The different elves um, are always good to use, because, hell. Also, I like having a fae goblin. Mm. 
I like goblins. I like the too. idea of goblins being from the Feywild. Yep. And in uh, unrelated to D and D, but we do have uh, the uh, Element Encyclopedia of Fairies, and it does mention goblins in there. Yeah, this is a really good book. It's got some if great ideas. Be, like in it's it, got yeah. all the world's fairies, yeah. including I think banshees in here, but like kobolds. Not that we'd recognize them in D anD D today, but redcaps, kobolds, dwarves. Pretty much everything from Celtic and Norse mythology. Exactly. Yeah. That's always a good little guide. I like going... I have that same copy, and I like going through it just to get ideas for different things if I wanted yeah. to use any oh, kind of fairies. are here. Yeah. Uh, Fossagrim, which is Norse. It's a water spirit. There's uh, plenty to choose from. Elves are in here. <laughs> oh, fairy, yeah. fairy rings are in here. Gotta talk about fairy rings at mm-hmm. some point. Talk about that when we transition to the Feywild. Exactly. Um, yeah. The only other thing I are you good? What yeah, um, I'll, I'm sure I'll come up with something. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only other thing wanted to mention in terms of the creatures themselves was Fey lords and ladies. Yes. So cool. Super important Cobold people. Press. Cobalt Press is uh, Tome of Beasts yeah. for Fifth Edition. Uh, they add a lot of Fey to the game. But they have a whole section on fey lords and ladies, which is really impressive and really useful. Yeah. And two from, you know, heads of state in terms of the lords and the ladies, circles of power. And then it breaks it down into different kinds of, uh, like, kings, queens, lords. It's good. It's good stuff. Also, something really good to mention in terms of any kind of fey, uh... Specifically, it mentions this in the Tome of Beasts, but Touch of Iron. Um, the fact that iron can harm a fey creature. Yes. Which is... Always, I mean, I love that about the but lore. It has to be cold forged. It, yes. And um, something I love about this, it's one of the last little snippets <laughs> of a line in here, but <laughs> it's great. Because if your character trying to find said weapon, or if you're a DM trying to figure out how to do it, one of the things it says about finding a cold-forged iron weapon is, uh, finding a smith with the skill to make a durable weapon without the aid of fire is always difficult. And <laughs> finding <laughs> da, one... Da, da. Yes. Finding one with the courage to anger the fey courts may be even harder. And that is legitimate. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, because if... if if they know what your purpose is, yeah. especially somebody who actually has the skill to be able to do it, <laughs> that's, yeah, it's that's a little rough. Yeah. You want me to do what now? <laughs> you better have a lot of gold. Yeah, exactly. And it, this even says, um, which obviously you can do what you want with this, uh, the skill and material required to produce such a weapon doubles its price or adds 100 gold pieces to the cost, whichever is more. Mm. But, I mean, you could always... Uh, it's, you're going against the whole, like, a court, man. That's... Yeah. I mean, that's, that's some risky depends shit. Depends <laughs> on what you want to do with it. Yeah. Where, where they're finding the help exactly. from. Exactly. Like, so, take that as what you will, but yeah. it definitely mentions the cost of it, because that's not... Mm-hmm. That's not an easy task. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, my so, God. speaking of lords and ladies, mm. uh, classic... Well, I guess kind of classic, sort of classic, kind of medieval classic. Yes. The two courts. Mm-hmm. The Unseelie Court and the Seelie Court. court. Mm-hmm. And they're not really good and evil. I wouldn't say that either. It's like... One is benign-ish and one is not-ish. Sure-ish. <laughs> it's like... Okay, so the Unseelie Court is the selfish court. And the Sealy Court is the not selfish court. That's yeah, that's a good. Not way. selfless, but just, just not, not shit selfish. <laughs> yeah, and yet they still are. They're just not like super. Selfish. Yeah, they're not over the. So top they're super selfish, and they're just mostly <laughs> selfish. Take your pick, I guess. <laughs> well, if you got to pick one, you want just mostly selfish. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Um, but usually they're pretty welcoming, and. Amicable, mm-hmm. as opposed to the unsealy court, which are mean. That's very true. Yes, and I. It, it's and the thing that I like about the fae creatures themselves is, for the 
Well, not for the most part. I shouldn't say that. But for a decent amount of them, anyway, it seems to me that you are welcome. You're not an enemy, necessarily, until you do something to disrespect where you are, or me. <laughs> also, don't eat the food. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> but, but, that's, but I think that that falls under the disrespect. You know what I mean? Like, unless, just, unless they tell you that you're under no obligation to do anything should you eat the food. True. Yes. And, get, them I mean, to, get them to say things out loud. Exactly. In specific language. Exactly. Specifics are key. <laughs> like... Anything like, can be omitted. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the statement of intent is very yes. key in the Feywild. Like, it is binding. Like, exactly. a verbal contract is, like, cosmically binding in the Feywild. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you, again, not related to D&D, but how many books I've read with, like, Fey encounter, and it's just like, oh god, don't fuck this up, guys. No, no, they said this specifically. Don't take the deal. (laughs) Right? It can get really hairy. Oh, this giant table of food. Let me eat some. It's like, uh, don't do that because you're gonna be sitting there forever. Don't. don't I hope you just want to be there forever. (laughs) Yeah. I hope that was your end goal. Is this table of food? Because there you are. Mm Mm-hmm. Or. There's been some, not necessarily food, but I've, I've, I've read some where it's, oh, you know, oh, we're just dancing and having a good time. You're going to dance forever. And then those who, like, come in after, like, oh, it, it's their dancing. And then, like, they have that split second of, like, they can see through the veil. And it's just, like, shattered beings. Yeah. Emaciated yeah. dancing. Like <laughs> You're never going to stop dancing. And you're nope. never going to stop listening to music. Yeah, ever. <laughs> Watch your shit, people. <laughs> Yep. I think that that's a, that's a good segue into the realm of the yeah. Feywild. So every aspect of the Feywild is dangerous like that. <laughs> For real. Um, oh, I, th- I thought of another Fey that you would call that encounter. That, Here we it's go. not necessarily Fey, but Fey-related. Centaurs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Absolutely. I, I, I knew it would I, come to me. <laughs> I knew it would get it. <laughs> Eventually we'll get there. <laughs> um, but in terms of the Feywild itself, I think that that's why it's so appealing. Because it's like, oh, well, we don't know if we'll get into trouble. Mm. like, But we want to see it. I mean, good example. How, like, how many times did Critical Role fucking go in that shit? <laughs> like, you're playing with fire. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, but, like, I like the Feywild because it's not just nature. It's also, like, magic. Yes, like exactly. Like, wizard magic. Like, just in its natural form. Yep. And Unrefined. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that those two are so linked in the Feywild is really cool. Mm-hmm. Really dangerous. Spooky. Yeah. Bad. I love the scope that can come with the Feywild. Because there can be some really hauntingly beautiful... Places to it, and you or, want to run away from those. Or, yes, I mean potentially. potentially. <laughs> no, the more you say we should check that out, the less you should check it out. That's rule number. Maybe this 74. is why my character dies all the time. Rule number seventy-four about the Feywild. If you want to check it out, don't. No. <laughs> That's rule seventy-four. It is now. <laughs> wow, what are the other seventy-three? <laughs> You know there's at least 73 other rules we could come up with. I'm just saying, how did that one get to be 74 well, on the, the list? The first five are different versions of not ever going. It's true. Okay. Yeah. I, I, for the first five, yeah. That's and totally then there's like 15 of, like, don't eat anything, don't dance, don't make eye contact, don't speak to anyone, uh, try not to move, um, don't listen to anything anybody says. <laughs> It basically everything except don't live. <laughs> and, like the subcontext is there, and that's why that I don't include that one. Oh, perfect! No, it's you know, and we're, we're great people. We came up with the glitter glue. <laughs> because to be fair, also don't die there. Because <laughs> that's probably bad too. Yes, I would say absolutely. Um, but I love well, so hauntingly beautiful places. Yes. Or there's like there can be those like 
creepy, disgusting, like almost swamp like places. Yeah, you I, get the other side, the ugly yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. I love, I, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, um, I, lo- I love how diverse the Feywild can be in this one little bubble. I would, I would consider hags to be fey yes. creatures. And I don't, I think only like one of them is in the fifth Technically, movie, yeah. But I would consider them all to be fey. I, I, I and don't I love Pathfinder's way of doing it because yeah. Pathfinder adds changelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going the classic hag thing of stealing a baby and replacing mm-hmm. it with like one or no, well it's off of that. I think a changeling is stolen and raised by the hag to become a hag. Yes, but escapes before they're old enough to fully transform into a hag, and that is a changeling. Yeah. And they have like they usually have like one pink eye and one blue eye or something crazy. Yeah. But craziness. <laughs> so yeah, also don't just buy fourth edition, buy Pathfinder, because Pathfinder lore is legit. Yeah, I like Pathfinder like, lore a lot. It it is top tier D D mm-hmm. fluff. <laughs> That's very true. Like Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. It's so good. And um, they do everything. Yeah. Including, like, Alice in Wonderland and the Bestiary 2. Yeah. There's a whole entry for Jabberwocky. <sighs> Jabberwocky. What? <laughs> Super great. Bandersnatches and Jump Jump Birds. That's the best. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I love Tyson's all of those band. things. <laughs> um, if you, I mean, what... I guess not what's your favorite thing about the Feywild, but maybe, yeah. What's your favorite thing? My favorite thing about the Feywild? It's unpredictability, while being also very predictable. Yes. It's, it's Nothing that, is it's guaranteed that line, in yeah. the Feywild. Yeah. Like, you're like, it's kind of like a horror movie. Like, you know what's going to happen. You know that there's badness. You're not really sure if it's going to happen until it happens, and then you're like, I knew it. (laughs) I didn't know it was going to be this specifically, (laughs) but I knew something bad was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I've always... I knew we never should have talked to him. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Fucking Seder. There's old man Jenkins the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking old man Jenkins, man. Can't catch a break. Never trust an old guy named Jenkins. <laughs> That's sound advice, though. <laughs> you don't you don't fuck with an old man Jenkins. <laughs> I feel like we're coming undone. <laughs> it's okay though. That's what we do. So, um, Fay Wild Two. Uh, another thing to mention that we definitely need to come back to are the circles. Yes, fairy circles. Yep. Uh, and mounds, fairy mounds. Yes, my one of my characters, in fact, in our Pathfinder campaign, which we are hoping to get to someday, <laughs> back to someday, another one of those. But uh, <laughs> constantly, uh, currently, constantly looking for uh, any kind of fairy circle, trying to get into the fairy realm, mm. searching for long lost family. So, yes, yeah, it's it's. Intriguing. <laughs> I it love is. it. <laughs> um, and fairy circles are like, usually they're like mushrooms. Yes, typically they is. They grow yeah. in a circular pattern. Yep. But the interesting thing is, and I think, I'm pretty sure, it's like way back memory, uh, fairy circles naturally occur because of some weird thing that ends up happening that they... If something dies there, or if something happens in the spot where there's a fairy circle, it makes the mushrooms grow in, in that exact ring. Oh, really? It's just like the natural way that the mushrooms show up oh. as a result of that event. And it's like, oh, that doesn't happen. But it does. There's like Do a specific know- thing that causes that. I just don't remember for sure what it is. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it happens. Look it up, people. Let us know. Yeah, if you Send know Send us what a comment. <laughs> Tell me, because I forget. <laughs> I mean, it's bound to happen. you got a lot going on there. Probably look it up. I mean, Google, you know. There's also um, not really a Feylord or Lady, but um, we could talk about Baba Yaga. Yes. Which I love. I I do like the whole idea behind it and behind her is chicken house. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like classic. 
Uh, it's just so it's classic, man. Like I can't Slavic. Yeah. Slavic folklore. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's. I mean, like a super hag. She's a. Which hag is why. God. Yeah, which has... is why hags should definitely be considered part of the fae. Basically. Does it say? Musical interlude. <laughs> <laughs> nice musical interlude. <laughs> okay, so. So basically, what happens is that certain types of mushrooms uh, end up like rapidly growing in an area, and for those who are not like super biologically inclined, mushrooms are just part of a fungus. Mm-hmm. They're just like uh, they're called mycelium, just strands of the fungus that go all through the ground, and the mushrooms are just the part. Of it. They're like the flowers, yeah, on a plant, exactly, uh, to release spores. That's the only reason they pop up. Um, so if this is the rapid growth of the mushrooms, it ends up killing everything inside. So you get like the dead area mm-hmm. and it just spreads out. But the most nutrients will be at the edges. So in times when the mushrooms will pop up, they'll pop up in the outer ring. Mm-hmm. And generally they can grow pretty um, equally, levelly, mm-hmm. spherically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that if you get like that big zone, they call it a necrotic zone of dead stuff, and then like rain that makes mushrooms pop up, yep. a ring will just pop up of mushrooms, yeah. and it'll look like a fairy ring, and they call it fairy rings, but it's just the natural way that the mushrooms grow, and where they can suck up the nutrients to rapidly produce a mushroom out right. of the ground. Super cool. Biology fact of the day. Also, the You're portals welcome. to another dimension. <laughs> I mean, yes. It's true. It's true. I've seen it. I've been there. Oh, yeah? Have you? But Baba Yaga. <laughs> another story, another time. Uh, hag goddess type lady. She's got a walk-in chicken house. Yeah, dude. All right, so it's like a hut with chicken legs. It's, it's still it's cool. badass. It's cool. It's <laughs> yeah. Also, it'll eat you. Yeah, don't don't let that happen. Yeah. Uh, and if you know the adventure that it has Baba Yaga and her chicken hut in it from D&D, remind me because there's a dangerous little building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please please remind us because... Link me all these things yeah. I'm trying to tell you about. <laughs> <I don't remember. laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Take over our job. Folks. You got this. Just help us out a little bit. <laughs> we would appreciate it. <laughs> if you link me, I'll link the show notes. Oh, hell yeah. Probably. Yes. <laughs> um, it's like next year that you have linked me. You know. <laughs> um, the, oh, do you want to go more into Baba Yaga? Um, I don't know if there's much. I see you looking over at your notes there. She can, like, transform into different things. Uh, she can be seen as all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it, uh, the, the lore and the information you can find on Baba Yaga, I mean, She's not always you, evil. we could do it, we could do a whole episode on just her. Probably, because there's not just Baba Yaga, there's also, uh, Baba Roga. Yes, exactly. Uh. This is what I'm talking about. Who else is listed at the end here? That's the only Baba, oh, Baba Kurisma, mm-hmm. if I s- pronounce that properly. And a couple other uh, Serbian and Slavic witch beings of the forest. They're not always villainous. No, no, not always. They're kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. (laughs) If you're doing the Curse of Strahd campaign, Madam Eva isn't really, but kind of is, like, but she's not a hag. Mm-mm. And she's not like. No. Uh, who's the one in Barovia? Baba La Saga? Yeah. She's not that, but she's like. She's parallel to that. Uh, obviously, Baba La Saga. Um, actually, Baba La Saga is a really good example because of reasons that would be spoilers <laughs> to my co host. <laughs> Come on! You know I won't use it. Um. So you should look up Babalai Saga's relationship to Strahd. I mean, you know that I can do that too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Will you? Yep. 
Yeah, you know the research I do! (laughs) If I remember correctly, she was the midwife at Strahd's birth. Ooh. Yeah, and wasn't, like, full-on green-nosed hag lady at that point. Cool. So, like, she's not really a villain? No. She doesn't really do much in Barovia unless you interact with her? As a player character? Yeah. Okay. Um... And I don't yell at me because I'm wrong right now, because that would be spoilers for for Aaron. <laughs> um, there's more I could say, but I will not. But check uh, it out. <laughs> in very many aspects, she is not a villain. Okay. Good. So yeah, good to Glad know. Glad that was a very vague conversation. <laughs> Are we cutting that out? No, <laughs> it's sticking in. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Check it but out. There's ways to use things like Babalisada and hags in general. Yeah, they don't have to be villains. No, they don't. Or even come back to. No, they can be weird, creepy fortune tellery types. Yep, I had a campaign not that long ago. Ended because my brother. <laughs> Seasons being what they are, where we live, he got too busy in the season hmm. to uh, to play anymore. But summertime, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, there was one uh, that was uh, more along the changeling type, but definitely uh, on the cusp of the hag. And she was just kind of a creepy. I know more than you, but I might be able to... I might be guiding you in the right way. Well, but... Maybe not. (laughs) But also, I also have my own personal reasons for doing this, and I need your help, so therefore, you are my bonds. (laughs) Yep. You know? These things happen. (laughs) It's fine. Um, I think the only other... Oh, are you good with Baba Yaga and all yeah, those hats and whatnot? Yes. Other Fey Lords and Ladies should be treated similarly, though. I agree. You can do all kinds of stuff with them. Because they're, like... They're demigods. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, some examples of things I've read, the fun stuff that we could do with them. Conversations I've had on Twitter. It's like... <laughs> um, you could do, like, a Fey Court Party... That is just a whole social encounter where the player characters have to pretend to be servants and waiters and stuff and try to learn things. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I would, I mean, as a player character, I totally would have Um, But I also just picture scenes where, like, you go to see uh, an unseely, like, uh, lord and he doesn't even like talk to you. He just like turns you into puppies real quick, and you're just like, and he's just like, oh, look how cute they are, <laughs> and, just, and just dicks with Damn you. Damn it! <laughs> but I'm adorable. <laughs> um, you know, and then he just seems like kind of a goofy dick, and then you ask him for something, and then he offers you something else, and then suddenly, like, if you piss him off, he like, then he gets real mean. Yeah, for sure. But they just, you know. Don't piss them off. That's true. <laughs> I mean, if you can help it, like, try real hard not to piss them off. Uh, I feel like some player characters just can't help themselves, right. though. <laughs> I think we should also mention some places you can go for inspiration mm. for Faye. Uh, Hellboy 2. Yes. Tooth Fairies. I was just going to well, say that. Actually, most of Hellboy 2. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, they are, the they've got some great, great c- creatures in that movie. Creepy tooth fairies. Uh, Although... We've mentioned hey, them a few times, actually. Go to Pathfinder. Pathfinder made tooth fairies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, Pathfinder. I still play 5th edition, but I got a whole bunch of Pathfinder books that I use still. I mean, you can't beat that, though. No. There's some great um, ideas to be had where, in those books. Where else? Oh. Um, Lost Girl, the sci-fi show. I fell out of love with that show, but but yes, there are some good it's ideas like in there. All about the Fae. Mm-hmm. Yep, all about it. There's the good and the bad, mm-hmm. and the in between. <laughs> yes. Um, and all kinds of like hints about different Fae lore. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, that you wouldn't even pick up if you don't like. You like you like you could dive into it and like be like oh that's what they're talking about exactly and that's never resolved in the show damn it yeah but <laughs> it exactly. is it is good for <laughs> it is good for ideas uh, what else any other movies like really good ones 
Movies wise, or shows, or I mean, Supernatural. You got random episodes. Yeah, super. I mean, with random creatures. Yeah, which I, which I always enjoy. I always um, enjoy those. Lord of the Rings. The elves are very, very fey esque, especially like Galadriel. Mm hmm. Um. What else? Can't think of any off the top of my head. I know there's got to be, like, a bajillion. Oh, I know. Me too. It's just, like, there's so many out there, though. There really are. Uh, what is that? I'm trying to think oh, um, pretty much anything Arthurian legend. Morgan Le Fay. Yes. Merlin. Yep. Um, the Lady in the Lake. Like, mm-hmm. everything about Arthurian legend. Just drips with Fay. Um, that was what I was thinking. There was something specific about Arthurian legend that I was going to bring up that I can't remember now. Avalon, the whole island of Avalon is very Fay esque. I got some really good ideas from it. I don't know if anybody's really going to know the movie I'm talking about. I don't even know if you've seen it. It's to look up, just tell them. Oh, okay. How uh, how will they learn if you do? Not I tell? know, I know. <laughs> uh, the Brothers Grimm. Oh yeah. Love yeah. that. Love it. It's got, like, it just, it has enough to, like, brains, to, like, shoot yeah. my brain off and into oh, yeah. some ideas, it's you know? It's a little corn volley, but... Yeah, exactly. It's but, really good. But it's, yeah. it's decent enough like that it. it, yeah, that it gets my, my brain thinking. Absolutely. I'm trying to think. I know there's more. Oh, God, there are. So there's a ton, as we, as we keep saying. We're just talking movies, right? Or TV shows. Okay. Or books. I was going to say, but like... A I've video men- game, even. I've, I've mentioned it a bajillion times. The Kim Harrison novels. Yes. Yep. They're really good for, yeah, for those. She has her own version. Exactly. Of the Wild. Yep. The Ever After. Mm-hmm. Is what she calls it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and that's interesting because uh, so demons are linked to it. Yes. It's... Oh, it's good. That's good stuff. I And I, I, I love those books. I'll, I'll always talk about those books. But definitely something to check out mm-hmm, if you haven't mm-hmm. already. <laughs> you sure you Follow gonna... me on Twitter. I'll talk about it. Are you sure, are you, are you sure you're going to be able to let it go? Uh, no. Was it a video game? You said something about video games. No, but I did think of something else. So we'll talk about that. Okay, what is it? I'm trying to think of the movie title. But uh, um, the video game is called Nightmares in Dreamland. Uh, it was Little Nemo. Little Nemo's Adventures in Dreamland. Okay. It's an anime. Okay. I'll let you borrow it. And it's based off of an old French newspaper comic okay. from, like, the 20s. Um, but it's 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 Dreamland. Slumberland is what it's called. Okay. Adventures in Slumberland. And it is very fey. It's very... Fuck right <laughs> <laughs> Because it's it's another world, and he kind of travels there, and, like, no one believes him, and it just kind of happens. And this mm-hmm. is, like, this kid gets transported here, and, like, he is selected by this king who just likes to play with toys and stuff. And he's like, oh, you're going to be the next, like, king of dreamland, blah, blah, blah. Like, here's all kinds of fun stuff. And he's like, I gotta go home. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, he accidentally unleashes the horrible, dark, evil thing of doom. And then he makes some weird friends and saves the world. You know, classic story. But it's very, like, little kid takes an adventure in the Feywild in his pajamas type story. <laughs> nice. You know? I love it. It's good. It's good stuff. It's worth a watch. Find it. You probably buy it on Amazon for like 10 bucks. All right. Do it. Worth I'll let, it. I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it's not what I was thinking about. I'm never going to remember what it was. And I'm out of stuff to talk about now. Oh, okay. So you're going to have that conversation on Twitter later when you remember. <laughs> yes. Probably, hopefully. Uh, the only other thing that we need to mention, yes. uh, because we don't actually reference it in our discussion today, but definitely want to mention it, as we've mentioned other books, is the fourth edition, uh, what is it, Heroes of oh, the Feywild? Oh, Heroes of the Feywild. Yep. yep. So. It's, uh, it's like a mini player's handbook that came near the end of fourth edition. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. Like, yeah. You can make a pixie or a satyr. And it's got some ideas. Um, 
Definitely if you want to, like, make things for, exactly. um, like, a Fae-based game, this is a good... It's a good place, they, like, yeah. Yeah, they make, like, oh, there's a wizard build that's called the Witch, and, uh, there's a bard build that's called the Scald, uh, and they let you be a pixie and stuff, so if you want, like, some guidance on how to make a pixie yeah. player race yeah. balanced without making them overpowered but still letting them do things like fly, it's pretty good. It works out. And, I, you know, again, the 4th edition books, awesome resource. Pathfinder, awesome yes. resource. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely wanted to mention that one because it is specific it's to... specific to the yeah, Feywild. Exactly. I'm sure there's plenty of lore in here. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think that's gonna... Oh, there's one more. It wasn't what I was gonna. thinking of. The Emerald Dream from World of Warcraft is a Feywild. I've never gotten that far, so I don't know. That's okay. Um, go to the World of Warcraft wiki. Yes, the <laughs> the World of Warcraft wiki, and just look at druids, the Emerald Dream, uh, the Emerald Nightmare, that kind of thing. It is very much a Feywild thing, um, with links to obviously dreams and nightmares. Yeah, I'll have to check really that out cool. myself. Yeah. I, again, I stopped like Warcraft the druids so long like ago. sleep. In the real world, but they're in the Emerald Dream, protecting people from the nightmare. Ooh. Yeah, World of Warcraft has a lot of good lore, and if if you want some Fey type lore, just look at anything that has to do with the elves, because mm-hmm. harpies and oh, satyrs and stuff are all they were yeah. elves, but aren't anymore for various reasons. And then the Emerald Dream, and definitely satyrs because they're linked to the Emerald Nightmare. A lot of good stuff. I could probably do a whole episode on that. I mean, things to come. We could probably do a whole <laughs> monthly show on using World of Warcraft lore for a game. That's true, actually. It's really in-depth. Mm-hmm. You good? No, no, I've never been good. <laughs> Look for his conversation on Twitter for the thing he forgot. Because <laughs> I like talking to myself. <laughs> so, in other news, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Untamed Rant. Be sure to check out the blog at www.thewanderingalchemist.com. You can find previous episodes there, all in playlists of this and our actual play podcasts. Uh, there's also tips, tricks, and weekly articles, which are actually weekly again. Woohoo! With reviews every other week, resources every other week, Libris Monstrum, and other stuff. Totally check it out. Uh, and lots of reviews. There's mm-hmm. reviews every other week through January right now. So look forward to that. Yes, absolutely. Um, Also, if you are listening, we really do love what we do. Um, And if you would like to help support us in what we're doing, please become a patron at www.patreon.com. You're going to search for The Wandering Alchemist. Pledges from a dollar and up is going to give you early access to the podcast. It's going to give you access to the crux of the uh, Rift book chapters that's based on our Pathfinder campaign. Um, and it's just all around good stuff. You get also get like giveaways and stuff. Yeah, and you can also take part in helping us to create things. Uh, the Untamed Forge, which started last month, yeah, uh, was our first goal, our second goal after Dice. Yeah. Um, and we take a poll, not really a poll, not really a survey either. Just you throw suggestions in our face. We take a word bank. Yes, <laughs> that's accurate. <laughs> We take a word bank from you guys, uh, and then we do this little recording thing where we spitball ideas until we have a full... Concept. Yes. I'm so bad at words today. (laughs) Until we have a full concept. And then uh, I go ahead and we... Once it's done, I write it up and make a PDF. And then um, she edits it, and (laughs) a month later I give you a more detailed and edited version. (laughs) Um, So we already have the first one out, which is two pages long. It'll probably be close to three, probably two and a half after editing. And I add more that I did not remember to add in the first go. Because they're actually, we did quite a bit in that 45 minutes. Yeah. And this first one, as I mentioned, I gave you the name of it. Ever so briefly. Name drop. Name drop. I did. I did do it. I I know. Uh, It's called the Glitter Gloom, because this one was a location, so if you become a patron, you have access to that, and there are 
it's going to be a lot of creating and a lot of useful resources for you as a player and or DM. And only patrons get it. Yeah, exactly. But a quick preview. Magical. Deals with fae. Sometimes here, sometimes there. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's talking bears. Yeah. And uh, Not to give too much away. Salamander people skeletons. No big deal. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. And mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, and this next one will be monsters. Uh, a, a monster. A monster. So nefarious design. Yeah. So get on it before that happens. Yeah, and if you do become a patron, I will be sending you a welcome package, which doesn't just include wristbands. But yeah. We'll also have two vinyl Wandering Alchemist WA logo stickers. Yeah, and they're beautiful. Or your computer, or some other electronic that you like to put stickers on. While you're talking to Mr. Crowley via Twitter, you should check out the website page, because you'll see the logo and what it looks like. Probably. (laughs) That could be true. Um, And you'll also get entered into two monthly dice giveaways. And if we get 12 more dollars, you'll get entered into a monthly book giveaway of some awesome smaller RPG like Masks or Apillion or any of the other awesome games that we have one-shotted. So that you can be a nerd with your friends. Yes. Um, so, in conclusion... (laughs) Or something. (laughs) Or something. We're off the rails. Um, if you would like to contact us directly, questions, comments, or to let us know that we've won an all-expense-paid trip to the Feywild... And who we could give it to, because we don't want to die. (laughs) Please use the contact information located in the notes for this episode. And as always, I'm the Untamed Scribe. And I am a wandering alchemist. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya!